The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I want to tell you about two Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professionals who are just amazing. The first one is dating coach Alyssa Deneen. So after divorce, if you have never done online dating or you are getting back out there and you're going online, I know it can be frustrating, disappointing, really overwhelming. And Alyssa has dedicated her entire practice to helping people on these apps. She started her company, Style My Profile, to help women and men in dating after divorce. She has 20 years of styling experience. She personally dated after divorce and she met the love of her life online seven years ago. If you wanna learn more about Alyssa, go to stylemyprofilenyc.com. I also wanna talk about divorce coach, Karen Covey. Karen and I have known each other for over 10 years. And Karen is a divorce attorney. She doesn't practice anymore. She also was a divorce mediator, doesn't practice anymore, decided to focus her entire practice on coaching. And Karen is wonderful. She has so much experience. She's so kind. She's so compassionate. And she can help you make decisions. And that's probably one of the hardest parts about going through a divorce, trying to make all these decisions. And having Karen with you as a coach is like having a friend who knows the divorce business by your side, helping you every step of the way. So Karen Covey can be found at Karen Covey, that's C-O-V-Y dot com. And both of these Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professionals can be found in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. So a lot of podcast advice I give to people is don't treat your divorce attorney like your therapist or your divorce coach or your friend. It's hard not to do. I know if you're listening to this, you might be saying, you know, sometimes I call my divorce attorney and I say like, oh, my ex-husband just got a girlfriend. I can't believe it. And The reason I tell people not to do it is because your divorce attorney is charging hourly and their role in everything, that doesn't mean they don't care about you, but their role is really to get you a good divorce outcome and be as professional as possible. But I have a guest today who I think is just so warm and so compassionate And she wrote an article for Divorce Girl Smiling called A Divorce Attorney's Words of Encouragement for Someone Going Through a Divorce. And the reason I loved this article so much is because it really will show you a side 
of her, but also maybe of your attorney and how they are feeling, but it's just not being said to you because it's really not a priority. It's more of a priority to work on your divorce, to get you a good outcome, to work through your financials and, you know, make agreements between you and your soon-to-be ex. So with that said, I want to introduce my guest. Her name is Catherine Becker-Good, and Catherine is a divorce attorney and the founder of the law office of Catherine Becker-Good located in Massachusetts. So hi, Catherine. Hello. Nice to see you as always. Catherine and I have known each other for a while now. And really, Catherine, you are professional. You get the job done. You have over 30 years of experience, but you really are a warm, caring person. And I have to believe that you're not the only divorce attorney who is warm and caring. But do you ever get clients who call you up and they really want to talk and you feel like saying you should be talking to your therapist or divorce coach? I do. I mean, that that definitely happens. Um, and I think just because divorce is such an emotional process, and oftentimes there are very private issues that people are dealing with in divorce, that they're not really comfortable maybe talking to their friends about it or talking to family members. So lots of times I'm the one that they will open up to. And I understand that, you know, and it's, and I, and I'd like to think I am compassionate and I, I do have empathy for what they're going through. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, I encourage them to call over every little, every little issue, but if they have something they want to share, or even if they just want to vent, I'm more than happy to talk to them. And from my perspective, it's really part of the process and part of my job. Ideally, I do um, recommend that people begin therapy because I think everyone benefits from therapy, particularly when going through divorce. But, you know, sometimes people either can't find a therapist, they can't afford a therapist, whatever the reason. Um, even if they have a therapist, they still call me. Like I said, it's part of my job description, I think, and just part of who I am. And I'm trying to help people through this difficult process. And if that means that I have to listen to them, you know, be emotional, be upset over something, I, I'm okay with it. Um, I do, you know, to a certain extent, try to limit that. But, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable. I just think it's it's part of the process. And I also think people probably call you because not only do they want to vent and tell you something personal going on, but they want to ask you how to respond so that they don't do anything to ruin the outcome of their divorce. Tell me about that. Like, give me an example. Absolutely. So people will oftentimes send me an email that they plan to send to their spouse before sending it, just to make sure that maybe they're not saying something they shouldn't, or do I have any suggestions on how to word a certain issue? And I appreciate that because sometimes, you know, particularly with email or text, everything's in writing and it can always come back to haunt you. So uh, not that they need to clear every communication with me, but sometimes if you're in sort of a sticky situation or a sensitive situation, clients will reach out and just say, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to say this? How do you suggest I deal with this? Um, I'm more than happy to help and give my, give my two cents. And you probably do like a lot of editing and saying, this is good, but I would leave this part out. Correct. Or, you know, mm -hmm. let's eliminate the jab or let's. <laughs> <You know. laughs> 
So I want to get into this article. I really loved it. It was words of encouragement for someone going through a divorce. And I'm going to read each thing that you wrote. You wrote like 10 different things. And the first one is remember that as scared as you are, your ex is scared too. Don't assume everything is great with him. Why do you think people do this? Because I do it. You would just assume everything is great with your ex and you don't think that way that he's scared too. Right. And I think in certain situations, it may be more difficult on one party than than the other. But in general, I mean, it's it's the death of a marriage, which is an emotional process. It's both sides typically go through the grieving process some people, you know, it, it may show up differently than in others. Um, sometimes it takes longer with some people than in others, but very few people, and, and, you know, I really can't think of any in the history that I've met have actually not been affected negatively or emotionally in some way when going through divorce. They might put on a brave face or they may, you know, say to family and friends that everything is great, but really it is, it's a tough time for everyone involved. Even in an amicable situation, usually when they get to the point where they are amicable, they've already sort of gone through the rough part and worked it out between themselves that they would like to be civil, would like to get through the process, but that doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, hurt and pain on both sides prior to that. So a couple things about people being scared and what I think it looks like, and tell me if you agree with me, Catherine. So if someone's a bully, that means they're scared. My dad used to tell me that all the time. Really? If yeah. if he's bullying you, that's just because of his own fear. Mm -hmm. And secondly, when somebody starts dating right away, they can use dating or getting into a relationship as a way to deal with their fear. Mm -hmm. So to not think about being scared, somebody might just go get a girlfriend because then you don't have to think about that. There's a lot of women who email me that say, my ex is in this relationship. He seems so happy. He's in this la-la land. And I say to them, that's a band-aid. That is a band-aid for fear and anxiety and the pain that he is feeling. Whereas you're feeling your pain, he is just putting a Band-Aid on it with a relationship. What do you think? I agree. Absolutely. Some people have a fear of being alone, you know, so they will immediately go out and try and find somebody else to, you know, replace, replace their ex. Um, and, and people show pain and fear differently. And I think you're right. It's just sometimes what appears on the surface isn't really necessarily what's going on underneath or the person isn't acknowledging the fear of pain that's really there. All right. Number two, you are so much stronger than you think. It is in challenging times that people start to shine. I love that. Thank you. So, and I absolutely stand behind that statement. Um, I have had over the years, just so many people, generally women, um, I hate to say that, but it's true, who will come into me and are just completely devastated at the thought of going through divorce, of being on their own, of the fact that they're financially dependent on their spouse bothers them. And just sort of, there's a real insecurity about their ability to go forward on their own. You know, there's a fear of what will their life look like in the future. And I can just tell you time and time again, it's amazing to me the transformation 
that what these women have gone through where they're literally a crumpled up mess in the beginning. And then over the course of a year, I mean, not even that long of a period of time, they will sort of find themselves. They will become stronger. They will you know, learn how to do things independently. They'll open their own bank accounts. Maybe they get a job. They learn how to live on their own. They, you know, maybe they decide to relocate. And just all of a sudden, there's this confidence that comes through um, that wasn't there before. And it really is a great thing to see. So beautiful to see. And I can't tell you the number of women that I met who they went right from their parents' house into a marriage They never lived on their own and they are just so afraid. And you're right. They're like just a mess. And then to watch them and run into them six Mm -hmm. months later, a year later, two years later, and they're a completely different person. And I don't think it's just divorce that this happens to people with. It's everything, you know, medical issues, a job loss, mm-hmm. a loss of a parent or another loved one, and you haven't experienced it. And so you're this mess. And then we are all so much stronger than we really think. And then you get to feel really proud of yourself. And you're like, right. wow, I handled that. I did the best I could. And now I really like who I am. Right. Absolutely. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm talking today with Katherine Becker-Good, a Massachusetts divorce attorney, and we are talking words of encouragement for someone going through a divorce. I absolutely love this conversation. I can't wait to get to the next points of encouragement, but we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we have lots more. We'll be right back. Divorce, custody battles, and the division of property can be one of the most trying experiences of a person's life. The firm of Varghese Somerset Family Law fights to protect your rights during and after your divorce. Some divorces are straightforward, while others may require complex litigation to guard your assets and defend your rights as a parent. No matter what unique situation you might be in at the moment, Their team will help guide you to an efficient and cost-effective outcome. I love this firm. They are professional, experienced, just very classy, and I would highly recommend them. The firm is Varghese Somerset Family Law Group. They're based in Fort Worth, Texas, and if you want to learn more, go to FamilyTexas.com. I also want to talk about my newest Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional, Her name is Macy Chance. And oh my gosh, I love Macy. I met Macy about a year and a half ago through a networking group. Macy's a real estate agent in the Denver area and she's divorced. She actually got remarried recently, but she knows what it's like to go through a divorce and decided to dedicate her real estate business to helping people going through a divorce. There's definitely an advantage to hiring a real estate agent that has that credential. Macy's a great listener. She understands the fear and uncertainty and the challenge of starting over after a divorce. And she's a resident of South Denver, so she knows the area and she knows surrounding areas really, really well. I'm so excited to call Macy Chance a Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. 
To learn more, you can find her at MacyChance.com, and you can find both Macy and Varghese Somerset in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girls Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I am talking to divorce attorney Catherine Becker-Good. She has over 30 years experience as a divorce attorney in Massachusetts. She has her own law firm, the law office of Catherine Becker-Good. So look her up, cbgoodlaw.com. And Catherine and I are talking words of encouragement for someone going through a divorce. Let's move on to number three which is, it seems like divorce takes a long time. How can I make it through the process? Yes. So what I have found typically happens is that people, you know, take their time in considering whether or not they actually want to file for divorce. And sometimes it may be a couple of days, it could be a couple of weeks, it could be months. And sometimes it's even years where people will say, you know, I just... Things haven't been right for a while, but, you know, they just weren't ready to file for divorce or even talk about divorce. And so usually what happens is people sort of labor over this decision for a long period of time. But then once they're ready, they're ready and they let the process over with, you know, immediately. And unfortunately, it's like any other court process. It doesn't happen that quickly. There are certain procedures that have to be followed. Courts are backed up. You know, sometimes it takes time to find the right attorney. Sometimes there's exchange of information that needs to happen and that delays things. And for whatever reason, it's not something that, you know, that moves by really quickly enough for people's liking. So, but that being said, you know, whether it's an uncontested divorce or a contested divorce, it is a process. It takes a while, but just know that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You will get through it. And, you know, you just have to be patient, unfortunately. Okay, Catherine, you have kids, right? Yes. So I kind of compare it to like when you're pregnant with your first child, it feels like that nine months <laughs> is the longest nine months of your life. And then your second child, it's like, doesn't seem as long, but hopefully you're only having one divorce. Okay. So my divorce from start to finish, from when he moved out to when it was finalized was about a year and three months. That to me seemed like seven years. Right. And really, if you think about it, that's not that long of a time, you know, <laughs> you know. And so what I want to tell people listening is don't think about the time. You're not in a hurry. Just make sure you manage your divorce so it doesn't just drag on and on and on. So return your divorce attorney's emails, make sure you know when the next thing is, whether it's a mediation or a divorce court hearing, make sure it doesn't just go stagnant where nothing's happening if you want it to be done. But that's pretty much all you can do because divorce does take a long time. So if you just don't worry about it and say, I'm going to give it a year or whatever, it will happen. And then the time that it took won't really matter. Moving on to number four of words of encouragement for those going through a divorce. So many past clients of mine have been in your situation and they have all made it through the process and so many are thriving. So that is wonderful. Tell me the difference between the person who is thriving and the person who isn't. And you're probably going to say that more people you know of are thriving than not. 
Yes, absolutely. And I think the difference I find is whether people let the divorce consume their life or whether they deal with the divorce as an aspect of their life or maybe even a speed bump in their life as they move on toward their future. And what I find really works for people is to try to envision their life post-divorce. And really, you know, as I say to people, the world is your oyster. You can decide to do whatever you want to do. You, If you decide you want to move to England, move to England. If you decide you want to live on a boat, go live on a boat. I mean, it, those are extreme examples, but really there are no limitations. And so when people, it's, it's hard at first because sometimes they'll say, well, I don't even know where I want to live. Well, start thinking, start thinking about the different areas, or do you want to be in the city versus the suburbs? I mean, just start almost a process of elimination on a very broad level and then fine tune it over time. But what I find is that when people start envisioning what they would like their life to look like post-divorce, they then begin to align their decisions with that vision. And ultimately, hopefully, they can live that life that they they dreamed of. And it really takes some vision and it takes some planning and it takes some patience, but it also takes the ability to, you know, sometimes think outside the box, have an open mind, and really just think about what will make you happy and, you know, sort of move toward that goal. And that's not easy to figure those things out. And that's probably the best reason to hire a divorce coach because divorce coaches are trained to get it out of you, to ask you questions that will lead you up to figuring out what it is that you want, what's important to you. They give you homework assignments. And then as the weeks go by, it makes you realize what the right decisions are. So I am a huge fan of divorce coaches for people who really don't know what they want their life to look like after the divorce. And there are so many wonderful things that can happen to you and that you can do. And sometimes you just need somebody to help you bring it out. And the other thing I was going to say about this is remember that you are not a victim. So you are a victim for a little while. Yes, your husband came home and said, I'm in love with someone else and I don't want to be married to you anymore. Or your husband was abusive to you or whatever the reason is that you're getting divorced, you're a victim. But Catherine, tell me if you agree with me. It's the people who stay in that victim mentality forever that never really have a happy divorce and don't thrive after divorce. The people who still badmouth their ex after like five years of the divorce being over. I absolutely agree with that. And I've seen it firsthand where one party just cannot get past the divorce. They're just not happy. That's the sole focus of their life. They just, you know, everything revolves around this divorce and how miserable they are afterwards. And I literally can think of two cases where just physically looking at the people, you can just see that they're in turmoil. I mean, it's just, it affects them physically, emotionally, you know, in, in every way. And it's just very sad because from my perspective, life post-divorce should be a new beginning. And in this case, or in these cases, um, the people are just making it a very negative extension of the divorce when it, it doesn't need to be. And nobody wants to be around those people. So they end up alienating even their friends. Like I know a woman, nobody wants to be around her because it's been like 10 years and she cannot 
get through a conversation without bashing her ex-husband. And that's just sad to me. And people listening, you might be like, I don't know how to let it go. And I guess I've done entire podcasts on how to let anger go and things like that. Nobody can really tell you how to do it, but you're hurting yourself if you are angry and you're holding on to that resentment. You're really hurting yourself. So I guess my advice is love yourself enough to say, yeah, my ex really screwed me up, screwed up my life, really hurt me, whatever. I wasted so much time, whatever it is. And then say, but that's over now. And now I have to move on and really let it go because it's a toxicity that will stick with you and affect your other relationships. Well, and I think most importantly, if there are children involved, it trickles down to the children and it just causes them, you know, unnecessary stress, angst, there's tension. It's just, it's just not, it's a toxic situation and it's not. Absolutely. Like they're not hurting enough, you know, and they, kids will mimic what their parents are doing. So they don't need that toxicity either. So if you want your kids to be happy, you have to make a way, find a way to make yourself happy. And then everybody's happy. Moving on to the last one of Catherine's words of encouragement for people going through a divorce. You have so much life ahead of you, even if you're 50 or 60 or 70, you can reinvent yourself and find a good, happy, healthy life. I've seen so many people do it. Ah, oh, I just love this one. Thank you. So what I talk about in, in this section is that people tend to see themselves or define themselves as how they believe other people see them. So in other words, their image of their self is seen through the lens of others, which can be very limiting. And so usually, and this sort of goes along with what I was saying before about trying to envision your life post-divorce, I just you know, challenge people to say, you know, why not? So, you know, for example, if you're able to work from home for your job, there's no need for you to be in close proximity to your employers, to your workplace. You can live wherever you want. Some people, and we've seen that there's a huge migration down to, you know, the warmer climates. Why not? If that makes you happy, consider that. And I, I give the example of, you know, someone who always wanted to be a dancer, but never, never pursued it. And when they think of themselves, they think, well, I don't really see myself as a dancer. I'm not a dancer. What would other people think if I, you know, it just doesn't align with my sort of image. You need to toss that aside and just say, you know what? Why don't I take a dance class? You might not be a very good dancer. You might, it might not go anywhere beyond that first dance class, but why not? You know, try it, see what you like and just expand your personal identity and expand it in a positive way. And, you know, some things will turn out well, and sometimes you just move on and try something else. But the, the key is to challenge yourself. Be open to trying to expand your identity, maybe redefine how you see yourself. Um, because again, post-divorce is a whole new world without limitation. You know, I'd say go for it and just, you know, be the best you that you can be moving forward. You know, it's so interesting because when people go through a divorce, their self-confidence pretty much goes into the toilet. 
even if you were a really self-confident person, now you feel like a failure, a loser. I'm going through a divorce. I couldn't make this work. I'm awful. Plus your husband or your wife has been telling you how awful you are for months or years. So you have no self-confidence. So I love this piece of advice because after the divorce, you have to say, okay, this is when I have to get it back. Remember who I was when I was single, before I had kids. What did I love to do? Who was I? I was like this young, confident person. Well, nothing's really changed except I'm older now and wiser. So I have a lot better qualities, even though maybe the physical part isn't as good. But, you know, you have all this wisdom. So it's really like a break even. And really, I have seen more women reinvent themselves after divorce and do something totally different than they did when they were married or before marriage. I know a woman who started an extremely successful comedy club. Look at me. I went from a salesperson at a company to having Divorce Girl Smiling, my own company. I took my divorce and made it into a business. I mean, you can do anything anything and you're so much stronger than you think which was Catherine's second piece of advice Catherine, these are wonderful i feel like this was the most positive upbeat awesome podcast thank you so much for writing the article and for being here you're welcome thank you for having me so if you liked what you heard and you live in massachusetts and you need a divorce attorney and you want to get in touch with Catherine, cbgoodlaw.com, or you can find her in the trusted professional section of Divorce Girl Smiling. And if you want to find trusted vetted divorce professionals or listen to more podcasts or download my mobile app or read articles or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.